I don't know. It was confusing as shit. <laughs> I had no, dude, I had no idea what what I was actually watching. Like, why am I watching? Oh, so there's a qualifying for the sprint race, but the qualifying that you did on Friday counts for Sunday. So what's the? I don't. I can see why some of the teams and drivers are like, "What? What? This is this is what you're going to do based on the feedback that we gave you?" <laughs> Excuse me. Clearly, like experimenting with something new and like announcing it so late in the game, it almost seems anti Formula One. It should have been agreed upon like well before the race, not you know the week of the race. But anyway, so right after we recorded our like our preview for Baku, the news hit that sprint qualifying or the sprint weekend has completely changed and we are here to help you understand yeah Yeah. (laughs) we'll try to make sense of it welcome back to the grand sin it's f Knowles, ryan uh that's my actual name (laughs) it's not (laughs) my name is not f uh my parents (laughs) my parents actually i think love me uh (laughs) and my boy p money pushan how's it going what's up brother man i'm in I'm I'm out in wine country in Burgundy here in France, so I can't complain. Ooh, that's uh, that's cute. It's very cute. I want to get into this episode because I, I there's there's a lot to talk about, and um, well, Max was running his mouth once again this weekend, and I can't wait to talk about it. Ooh, <laughs> I knew you'd have something to say. <laughs> Question for all of you except Roman Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. I guess the question is, what did you think of the new the new format? All right, before I give my thoughts, let's try to clear up the confusion here. So the new sprint format was basically this weekend, they wanted every day to matter. So we only had one FP1 on Friday. Friday afternoon had qualifying for Sunday's main event, the race. Saturday became its like its own thing where we had sprint qualifying, which essentially was uh, the same thing as Friday qualifying, but shorter Q1s, Q2s, and Q3s, which were called SQ1s, SQ2s, and SQ3s. And then we had the sprint race, which is pretty much like we had it last year, which is a 30-minute, 100-kilometer sprint race. Right. Which had no influence on the grid of the but, main event. Yes, but did have an impact on the point standings, the overall point standings. Yes, because the top eight got points with the P1 getting eight points all the way to one point for P8. I guess to answer the question from my perspective and my opinion on it, I I don't want to see this sprint format again. It made no sense. I think it's 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 too confusing for fans. Also, Saturday for me is always qualifying excitement. That's always the peak for me, right? 
Fridays, right. it, it's it's hard for people to watch Formula One on a Friday, first of all. Most people are working. Right. I'm lucky to be a freelance, but it was tough for me to to get to everything this weekend. And even some some of the drivers said it too. They're like, well, wh- I'm qualifying twice now. So I'm qualifying for the race on Sunday and then I'm qualifying for the sprint race. But like, so now we have two races in a weekend. It's just, it's odd that you would do this in the, you know, in, during the course of a season and it wouldn't have been, been agreed upon, you know, in the off season where drivers and teams vote on it. It's a, it's an odd decision. That's, that's what I think. You know what? There'll be some tweaking, I think, and we will see new formats this season. There's five more races that are sprint weekends. Right. It just seemed very confusing. And you know what it reminded me of? What was it? It was very Formula E-esque. Ooh. Ooh. And I don't know if it was because it was a, you know, a street track, but it just felt gimmicky. Damn. That's not a compliment. No. To be clear, it is not. But you know what? I have faith in team bosses getting together and finding a a solution. They'll find something that will make sense. Because, I mean, if Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are now worth watching, especially Friday, then why not? Let's do it. Uh, But good luck getting people watching it from work. Or you'll get a lot of people taken off on Friday now. Yeah, I mean, Max. Max. Max talked a lot. Said a lot this weekend. Um, he's, he's running his Ooh, mouth uh, as usual. He did, and I've got it out for him later on in this episode, uh, probably very, very soon. But he did say something I agreed with, and that was. Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm, I'm letting it sink in. <laughs> wow. All said, right, let's go. Max what did he say? Said something I I agree with, and what it was is basically he said. You know, we need to make the product better. We we need to make the racing on Sunday better because what they're trying to do now is make up for the lack of of excitement on Sunday because the gap between top and bottom has been historically so big. And now you've got these new fans who you're trying to interest. Um, basically, he, he said, we wouldn't have to have the sprint if the racing on Sunday was better. And I have to say... I, I, I I imagine you'd agree with that. I think that he's right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I have nothing to add to that. I feel like he's right. And he's the most outspoken one also. And I, and I don't think there's any agenda behind it, but just being a pure racer. Yeah. I don't, so let's I don't. take a moment to appreciate that <laughs> Max Verstappen said something that didn't make F. Knowles want to punch him in the fucking face. Yeah. I mean, I, well... But right and after he, that, and he, well, then right after that, he <laughs> did say something that made me want to like at least slap and be like, "Bro, sprint format aside, I was excited for Baku. Baku is generally one of the more exciting races on the calendar because of that long front straight. Can uh, be, yeah, very, yeah, very technical corners. Um, you know, it's a street, it's a it's a pure street circuit, and you know, obviously we we saw Checo take pole. Technically, Checo not Le- Leclerc. Leclerc so got pole, pole right. But Checo really showed that he is a street circuit master. Oh, yeah. So the, he, he's being called the, the king of the streets right now. King of the streets, tire whispers, you know, a, a, another one that he's he's historically had. But Ministry of Defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, was, a lot of it, was, nicknames. it was a huge, huge weekend for Checo. I think we... The, the, there's... I guess it, for me, like... 
the question is, is Checo truly a title contender? And then I want to get into Max because I just, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You sure you uh, want you, you don't want to get the max thing out of the way? I feel like you really yeah, want to talk about max. Let's do that. So because right. it, it's kind of it's yeah, it works. So, you know, he he made his comments about the sprint format, which we agree with. Then at some point in the weekend, well, we saw what happened during the sprint race. Yeah, so let's let's recap that. During the sprint, there's a tussle between Russell. Oh, that rhyme. Tussle, tussle with Russell. Um, and <laughs> Russell ended up hitting his side pod. And Max started getting on the radio asking Red Bull to, to report it to the FIA. He hit me. The only way he got past me is because he hit me. And he kept whining. And then he ended up passing him. And his his engineer is actually really sarcastic also. You know, when he got past him and he said, yeah, and we got past him without hitting him. You know, I said, this an engineer should, should keep it cool. But he's actually egging him on in his in his thoughts, right? He got past him after there was a yellow, right? So there was a restart. There was um, a safety car. Safety car. George. He and George had scrapped like multiple times um, before the safety car on multiple corners, eventually leading to you know a hole in his side pod. And you know Max ended up finishing the sprint in P two with a heavily damaged car. By the way, that was not a small hole. That was huge. It was big. I didn't realize how big that was. Yeah. It was pretty big. It was a pretty yeah. It was it was uh one of the one of the more sizable holes I've ever seen. <laughs> and you've seen many. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of holes. Trust me. <laughs> what pissed me off, it was kind of resonating throughout the paddock in the post race uh, post race analysis. Max has made a career out of racing people hard the way that George raced him in Baku this weekend. It's in some ways Senna-esque. He's going to force you to either back out or, you know, make contact. And you have to take the risk. And what Max still does not understand about his style of racing, his own style of racing, is that if you are going to race people that way, which you have done throughout your Formula One career, expect to get it in return. Will Buxton said it, um, I think it was Tom Christensen, the Le Mans, uh, the Le Mans winner, who was was a guest this weekend on on F1 TV, said it. You cannot bitch and moan about other drivers racing you hard when you, in fact, race the exact same way. And his his little his little confrontation, and I don't even know if I'd call it that, his little moment with George after the sprint race, and you can audibly say him, calling him a dickhead, mind you. Uh, oh, did Max he? I missed, called, yeah, Max I called that. George a dickhead, and and so George was just like he didn't even take his helmet off. He just he just walked away from it, and you could see Max like a little kid, just trying to ha- get his point across. And George is just like, I'm not having any of this, dude. Like this, it's it's called racing. It's first lap incident. I feel like when you're dominating so much, have some class, man. You're we already know you have a very high chance of winning the championship when you're going to get into some first lap battles with other teams that have no chance of winning, just have the decency of just admitting it's a, it's, it's a racing incident. It's first lap incident and move on. There's no need to attract that kind of attention. He lacks a self-awareness that, that I think you, you need to have if you're someone in his position, it's just like, at what point are you going to get it, dude? You either need to back out 
or you're going to create contact. And that's ultimately what happened. And he's talking about leaving space. And yeah, I I just, you know, he, and first of all, I think Max is not, is not wrong. Like he, he, it was more George Russell's fault than Max's fault, but that happens. So for me, no, no need in blaming. Like George didn't do it on purpose. But what I, what I enjoyed was that Max said, "Oh yeah, next time we race, I'll, I'll do the same to you." And I'm kind of excited now because obviously we know how Max uh, treats Lewis. Whenever he sees Lewis, is like a fucking magnet. He ends up hitting him nine out of ten times. But with Russell, it was pretty clean till then. So I can't wait for those two to go wheel a wheel again. And I hope it happens very soon because I kind of want to see some some drama. I want to see some sparks, and it could also help Checo. If he's going to put a, a title challenge later this year. Yeah. I mean, just one last thing on Max. I, I, I think what really irks me from the irker is the contradictions that he makes and almost a lack of humility that the kid has is, you know, you need to have, you need to have a killer instinct as an F1 driver. I fully agree with that. I like hard racing, but you cannot go out and do what he did this weekend when you've raced the way that he has in his career, I just, I can't, it it doesn't work that way, bro. Like it doesn't fucking work that way. I've never seen someone hold a grudge like Max Verstappen does thinking about Brazil last year. And well, we talked about this. All right, dude, move the fuck on. You're going to hold a grudge over, over. And now he's going to go into every race. He's going to see George in his mirror, or he's going to see George ahead of him. And he's like, well, George didn't, didn't give me the space so i'm gonna be an asshole like anyway <laughs> watch watch max max and lewis become friends now because he's he's trying to beat russell and also lewis is trying to beat i don't think lewis is ever gonna be friends max. i don't no, see yeah, that happening that's, that's not happening well yeah there there were some words there was uh you know i was kind of hoping there'd be more more action between those two but uh, i guess they'll figure it out but max seems to be feeling the heat though he was he was on edge this weekend he was on edge he didn't like the format he didn't perform as well Checo had the upper hand in both qualifying the sprint sprint qualifying and then in the race as well and Checo as it stands right now in the championship has cleaned up this weekend and he's only six points behind Max Verstappen I love it after four races we've got Max, two wins. Checo, two wins. Let's fucking go. I think Max is feeling the heat, and you do see this sometimes. When he starts feeling the heat, he he starts lashing out a bit in the ways that he did this weekend. And I genuinely think Checo said it in earlier in the season and during testing, and the team said it. They think that they've equalized a little bit more, the the equalized like the cars for Max and Checo. Yeah, the car has characteristics that don't only favor Max like right. it has been the last few years. And you can tell Checo Checo's got that, you know, Checo's got that BDE right now. He's got that energy. You can tell he's, you know, Australia was a fuck up. Uh and it wasn't entirely his fault. And if it wasn't for Australia, man, he he might be leading the championship right now. That would be wild. And yep. for the first time, I must say for the first time ever, Checo beat Max fair and square. There were oh, no, pure. there were no, there was, I mean, there was an element with, you know, with during the race, there was a safety car. Max uh, stopped before the safety car and Checo stopped um, as the safety car was going. So he got, he got a free pit stop and he jumped Max like that. But 
how many drivers have gotten unlucky with this uh, before? Checo last year in Saudi got unlucky and lost the race like that, and Max ended up winning that. But it wasn't lucky because on pure pace, the Red Bulls were going at it. They weren't holding back, and they were way ahead of everyone. But I could tell it was like fast slap Max, fast slap Checo, and Checo kept the gap and actually pulled the gap. And honestly, if the calendar had Baku circuits every weekend, Checo would stand a chance. The only problem is that I think Checo is really good at certain tracks and may not be as well-rounded throughout the season. But hopefully, I'm wrong. And hopefully he can. If I were to answer, my heart says, please. But my brain says, I'm not sure. Yeah, I want to see a battle. I don't, I don't, I, I'm still in the camp that Max will will take this year's title. But I like the pressure that Checo's putting on him. He's been cool, calm, collected. Um, I think what what's, it's just, it's nice to see. I, I want to, I want to have, I've got faith. Let's just put it that way. I'm not convinced of it. I just got faith. And you know what? I think I will say after last weekend, we said, you know, Ferrari needs a result. And <laughs> after this weekend, I will say, I think I have faith again. <laughs> oh, you got, oh, so you got faith in Ferrari again. Oh yeah. And uh, it might be the ill-placed faith that I always have every year. And that, you know, I go through extremes like, oh my God, we suck. Oh, we're back. But I feel like we're working towards something good. And Leclerc showed how good he was this weekend on uh, street tracks. If, if there's if, if there's a king of the streets, it's got to be Charles for me. Uh, little stat. He's got the last, uh, he's got the best time in the last four qualifying sessions at Baku. Back to back to back to back poles with the sprint qualifying. Uh, I just think it lacks a bit of uh, speed and race trim. But that Ferrari... Could be uh could be back. And I think Ferrari versus Mercedes versus Aston Martin throughout the year, that's gonna be a great battle. And it's gonna keep going back and forth from track to track. And what I saw this weekend is that Charles not only was on it, but he crushed signs. Like he obliterated him. You really think obliterate is the right word? I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I think signs looked like he was like two divisions behind him, man. He, I, I felt bad for signs. Finished P six, or I'm sorry, P five. So, yeah. so, I mean, in terms of the, on the timesheet, is that what you're saying? Or, or you know me, I, I like I like I like stats. I like I, I follow sector times and looking at their laps. Yeah, on, in qualifying, he's not even close. He's miles behind, and during the race on race pace, he's also miles behind. And I don't know if this is because like this track is particularly suited to uh, Charles's driving style, but. I really could tell a huge difference between them this weekend. And maybe not two divisions. Okay, that might be uh, rough, but Science was not in it this weekend. Yeah, from that perspective, then then I think Carlos may need to be a little worried as silly season approaches. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to already give Carlos the boot. I think he's really good at bouncing back. And yes. I will say that I think uh, Leclerc deserves this podium. He fucked up in, in Australia, his mistake. I think this is actually the start of his year, finally. He's got a weekend. It went well. Uh, he scored more points in the sprint race than he scored in the first three races. So, <laughs> Yeah, and like the, the, the pole position over, over, over Red Bull has to be really encouraging, too. Let's not forget that. that you know, I, don't, I don't think any of us were under the impression that Ferrari was going to win, win that race, right? Um, the Red Bulls were, were on the attack. But I do think... Dude, like 
if someone needed, we said it in our last episode, if someone needed a result, it was Ferrari. And I think this weekend did it. And especially for Charles, hundred percent. I have faith. <laughs> He's got faith. Wow. It's back. <laughs> we are also getting worried about Sir Lewis Hamilton before last weekend. Not getting worried, but we we said he definitely needs a result after being outperformed by George for the first three races, right? And we got it this weekend. I thought that the sprint format, uh, this new format this weekend... Uh, showed that uh, in terms of setup, right away, Lewis was more comfortable than George. And I saw a similar gap between them um, in lap times. George was struggling to match Lewis, and he was actually a few tens behind him in each session, except for sprint qualifying, where I think Lewis uh, messed up his lap. Uh, So sprint qualifying and sprint was kind of skewed because Lewis was the only time the weekend that Lewis was behind George. But throughout, he was ahead and actually... Statistically, now he's finally outqualified George because qualifying was actually on Friday. So it's now 3-1 and finished ahead of him. And he's now 20 points still in front of him in the championship. Uh, Lewis had a great result. He was uh, pulling some great moves and he actually pulled a move on George. Went wheel to wheel and I said, ooh, yep. we could be seeing more of that. It, it, could be, be, it could be getting a little spicy there in Merck, I think, soon. I don't know if they're going to be battling head-to-head on track. It seems... Maybe they will be later in, at some point this season. But I think Merck has to be encouraged by what they're seeing. I think it's good to see Lewis is getting some sort of form back. I'm not going to say he's gotten his form back, but he was still criticizing the car this weekend. Like He he openly said he's like, this car still is, has, has issues, but you know we're getting there and he, you know, his, his whole – we shall rise uh you know thing that he does was was in full force oh come on you you know it's still we rise still we rise yeah yeah sorry um <laughs> i should know that as a as an lh 44 <laughs> fan but i i i'm encouraged by it man i i think george it's also going to challenge george to bring to 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 go harder which i think we saw during the sprint I think that's yeah. part of what we saw during the sprint. He's like, fuck you, Max. Like, I'm not going to give you anything here because I also want to get these points because I think he's feeling a little bit of pressure seeing Lewis feel more comfortable in the car. You know, if Lewis Hamilton is going to be in F1, it's better when he's competitive. It's a better yeah. sport when he's competitive. And Lewis said after the race, like, you know, uh, he was asked about a contract and he said, again, he reiterated, I don't want a one year contract. Right. I want to continue, and it's you know at least a two-year deal. I think he's on two-year deals at the minute. So, Lewis is back. I think he's uh, answered some of those questions. You know, he had a, he had a bit of a, a slow start. Uh, George had a great start. Uh, George also had a pretty terrible race um, when he got he when the, the safety car allowed him to get ahead of Lewis, and he completely botched his restart. Uh, Lewis had a great restart. He passed three cars within a lap and mm-hmm. a half, and George went back three places. So I, I found that interesting. And maybe it's down to the whole fact that there was only one session to fine-tune your 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 setup. And then Lewis, with experience, kind of you know took it and ran with it and made it happen better. Not sure if that's the sprint thing, but it definitely was the case this weekend. Lewis was ahead. It's going to be interesting to see if if where where the head-to-head battle between them goes. Lewis is ahead in the points at the moment. Um, I want to see I want to see the two of them compete against each other, but but against I think. 
especially if they can bring it to Aston Martin. I think, like you said earlier, that that battle between Ferrari, Aston, and Merck could get real spicy for that 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 P two position this season. And you know, we didn't see Fernando on the podium again. Not to say that you know Aston's lacking form. I don't think that was it. I think they had a great race. I really loved Aston Martin's race, and I think relative to Merck. It's going to be interesting to see where they stack up as Mercedes starts to if Mercedes can continue to improve. I think that if you remove Red Bull, if you just look at the battle for P2, P2, three and four, it is the most exciting championship we've had in ages. If that was for P1, that would be incredible because every weekend performance shifts between Aston Martin, Ferrari and Merck. And I feel they're very, very evenly matched. And the fact that uh, Alonso didn't get a podium this time, it's also mostly because uh, Ferrari and Leclerc had their shit together, right? Yeah. He had a couple of those podiums were a little lucky for Alonso, but, you know, you take it. And he had a great mm-hmm. race. Alonso started further back, fought his way through, really good tire management, and he was even dishing out advice to Lance Stroll, tell Lance about my uh, brake <laughs> bias and all that. And it seemed performative, I don't know what he's up to, but he's up to something. He doesn't just give <laughs> advice to his teammate. That's not the Fernando I know. I'm sorry. Who the fuck was that in the cockpit, man? Like I, I was dying laughing when I heard him start saying, "Like, make sure Lance knows this." Or have you told Lance? I think he did it. Like we heard it at least three <laughs> times during the race. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> like what? Is he getting wiser? Or is it is it a way for Alonso to to tell the world I'm so far ahead of my teammate that I'm going to help this motherfucker out? He's up to something, dude. I don't know what it is. I could tell he had a smirk on his face when he was saying that. That's for sure. It wasn't a straight face. When asked about his help that he lent to to, to Lance, if you want to call it that, or whatever the fuck it is, he said that he said that Lance is going to be leading that team for the next ten to fifty years, fifteen years. So he wants to help him out. I don't know if I buy that, but I'm not. I, I, oddly enough, it was nice to see. I enjoyed it. I was laughing, but I also was saying to myself, "Wow, look at Fernando. He's changed." <laughs> it was almost heartwarming until I realized it's Fernando. Let's let's wait and see. If this continues. <laughs> that Aston Ferrari Mercedes uh, P two battle could be yeah. It, it it's exciting. Um, That's especially. Yeah, especially as we see Mercedes and, and Ferrari start to to get back back on 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 par with uh, with with Aston. Yeah, so we clearly have a Red Bull miles ahead. We have um, the next three teams, and then it gets exciting for who who the fuck is next? Then who's who's P five? And this weekend we had McLaren come up with some big updates, uh, new floor. And they paid off. There was definitely some performance. Uh, we also, you know, we're, we also were getting worried about McLaren and and said they needed a result because they had a terrible start to the the season. And and it seems like it was a step forward at least. Norris finishes P nine and Piastri, who apparently only ate a piece of toast in three days because he had the shits and lost three kilos. <laughs> what? Which is <laughs> huge. Like three kilos is like How do you seven know, pounds. Any yeah yeah apparently mark weber said something happened i don't know uh but he he basically couldn't eat anything because they wouldn't go down Ooh, that sucks i mean not to get too graphic but he i don't think he's doing too well but that being said imagine i mean 
when that happens to a regular human being, we barely leave our apartment, right? He was driving an F1 car, qualified within half a tenth of his teammate, who is Lando fucking Norris, and still finished P11. I have to say, this might have been, he didn't score any points, but this might have been Piastri's most impressive performance in his F1 career up to date given the circumstances. He's going to go places, man. I don't know. My discomfort or unease, uh, maybe that, <laughs> that's symbolic of what he was experiencing this weekend. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it sounds like you're describing his uh, his weekend. <laughs> maybe my own personal feelings are shifting on Piastri. I think Lando summed it up pretty well, though. Uh, it's one race. They finished P9. They need to be finishing higher up, but he'll take oh, it. Sure. Basically, it. So I think I think McLaren they didn't they didn't bottle it like they have been in the the, the first three races. I think they can be encouraged by it, but let's not uh, let's not let's not get our, our panties in a bunch about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. But it's promising, and they didn't bottle it like alpine bottle it this weekend holy shit i don't think i've seen a team have so many issues as alpine did this weekend fernando's laughing (laughs) yeah dude he's gotta be just just he's like finally finally i've made the right move it's rare that he's actually moved to a team well Maybe in the context of Ferrari, he did move to a better team in that part of his career. But in this case, yes. he moved from an Alpine unit who, like, we all thought would be a, a very strong midfield competitor to Aston Martin, who is, you know, challenging for race wins and podiums. This Alpine team where, wow, damn. And you know what? Alpine got it wrong. There's a lot of issues during free practice. They didn't have time to figure it out. They didn't have time to figure out setup. And it just kept getting worse and worse. I don't think this reflects the performance and pace of Alpine. I think they have more than what they showed. But it was almost comical. Uh, every time you saw a car stopped on, uh, on track, it was an Alpine, I feel, this weekend. Not great. And you saw you saw things that you rarely see, like such a big, thick, black cloud of smoke coming out of uh, Gasly's car. Uh, internal fires. I mean, it was it was a shocker after the double DNF they had contact in australia so yeah they need i'm gonna put them back on the list they need a fucking result in, in the next yeah. race <laughs> <laughs> yeah alpine's gotta have you know what they need they also need a they need a, a quiet weekend where they finish in the yeah, point solid quiet yeah. no issues just like Ocon, who had an issue in the end there i don't know if you saw that but it was shocking um Ocon did not pit no. right and you, the rules state that you have to pit at least once and to have at least two tire compounds during the race. And Ocon started uh, far, and he kept he, he was on the hearts the whole race, and he had to pit. And uh, Red Bull mechanics were already running up on uh, the pit wall, which actually they're not allowed to, but they were. And race the race organization put up um, a barrier blocking the pit lane entrance. And photographers and other mechanics were all over the pit lane. And Ocon came into the pit lane on the last lap, and you could hear Ted Kravitz was saying, oh my God, there are people everywhere in the pit lane. He made it sound like it was, you know, that it was, <laughs> but, but it, it was insane because one of those could have gotten hit, right? Oh, the humanity. It's like that famous video <laughs> of that, that, that Zeppelin crashing in New Jersey. Ted, it's not that dramatic, bro. But it, 
it, like it could have been it could have been like a bowling strike right there just like a bunch of photographers all over the place uh, i mean obviously he's going slower but that was that should never happen again and apparently the fia are investigating and we all know that an fia investigating itself just means that oh it wasn't our fault and we'll do better but that was not a good look it happened before it's happened in australia actually in the last race or last year when albon pit on the last lap people should know if drivers have to come in the pit lane. And also, what if there was an accident and someone had to come in the pit lane on the last lap? Just because Checo's on the last lap doesn't mean everyone else is not yeah. racing anymore. Sounds like, the yeah, the race, um, the race, the race organizers, yeah. right? Which Baku always has like weird, there's always some sort yeah. of incident happening at Baku, you know, with, with, with race marshals. Yeah, are you referring uh, to the fact that they were like taking a Williams on a, on a truck one year and they hit like one of the, yeah, they damaged a Williams, <laughs> the, 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 the manhole cover situation. Uh, yeah. Speaking of fuck-ups, though, <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't want to make this a quick one. Should we be worried about Nick DeVries? Yes. Okay, I, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, we could leave it well, at that, but yeah, I mean, dude. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Last year, he had such, he had such a great entrance into F1 by being a super sub right. last year, scoring points on his first race. And he's being comprehensively out-qualified, outperformed by Yuki, which, by the way, Yuki got points this weekend. Big ups. Great weekend. Yeah, finished P10, Yeah, man. really good. Yuki's, Yuki's slowly putting in those quiet performances with a shit car, let's be real. Uh, but DeVries is... Yeah, he's uh, he needs to be real careful. Helmet's not going to have uh, patience for that. No. I mean, it's we're four races in, but if Yuki's... That's the other thing. If Yuki's finishing in P10, and we have our doubts about Yuki, and DeVries can't make it through the weekend without bidding the car, you gotta. I'm sure people are are looking at him with a with with a uh, with a microscope at the moment because he's a better driver than what he he's shown so yeah. far. Like we all know that. We all but know that. I, I will say pressure is on. So let's pressure is put on in a quiet weekend. As we said, like Alpine, he's yeah. on that list as well. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's got to, he's got to have, he's got to have a good weekend in Miami. I don't know, man. I, I, I feel bad for the dude. That said, you, my friend, took the lead in our championship. Speaking of points, <laughs> speaking of points, you did a great job in your predictions. Thank you. We gave Max a lot of credit. Yeah, I think we, we were on that Max hype train, which, you know, could yes. have been. But uh, We should have put more faith in Checo. King of the streets. But I, yeah, I got points for Leclerc in P3, Alonso P4, and Sainz P5, which uh, brings the score. It's tight. It's tight up there, yeah. man, at the top. Dude. Yeah, you're at 48 to my 44 now. And we were previously... We were previously at... 34. Let's see. 34. 34 to 40. Yeah, so you... you 14 point, 14 point gain. That's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty. It's a, it's a long season, I will say, and uh, I'll do all I can to maintain the lead. <laughs> yeah. What, what, um, what are you looking for in Miami? Oh man. Miami is one of those races that uh, I'm looking forward to the race, but it's also one of the races that makes me cringe the most throughout the year. Yeah. Last year. And it's only the second oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> Last year we had this whole. It was too ceremonial. We had this the car leading the drivers, you know, through a tunnel in the stadium. 
it was just over the top, too much, too many celebrities that don't know what the fuck F1 is, but they know they, they need to be seen there. It's Miami, man. What else can you say? But but it's but it's another street track. It's kind of a half street track that goes through the what the Dolphins is it their stadium, and it kind of goes through the yeah, park their hard parking rock, lot. Hard rock it goes through the parking lot, goes through the yeah, street. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's a fast street track. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of just looking forward to this weekend being done with. Personally, <laughs> no, I I don't I, this. I, yeah, I'm not. The, the Miami doesn't as a race doesn't excite me. It feels um it feels. It feels like it's a marketing event and not a race. We will have cringe moments. We will have celebrities there. We like we'll have a lot to talk about off track too. I feel this weekend. As far as the racing is concerned, I'd like to see Mercedes capitalize on their 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 upward trend. I'd like to see, I'd like to see DeVries get a result. You know, at least put it in the points. Uh, I would, even though I don't think it's going to happen, I'd love to see Checo go back to back on wins. Can we just be? Can, can we just be clear on how much we are rooting for Checo this year to give us a championship fight? Por favor. I hope this whole going to Miami, you know, in a Espanol-speaking part of the world, <laughs> that maybe he can continue on that. Who knows? He could be Dude, leading the championship next Sunday. He could. If he finishes in P1, Checo yeah. goes ahead of Max. No matter what Max does. Even if Max gets even if Max gets uh fastest lap, that's right? right because, or they'd be no, tied. That's right, because he would have three victories to two. Wow. I love it. Damn, dude. I love it. I, I love hearing that. I know. I'm I'm getting too excited, I think, but you know, we gotta keep the hope. <laughs> keep faith, keep hope. That's what we're here for, is to to keep the faith. I gotta go first with my predictions and I'm going to put Max on pole. Whenever he has a weekend where he he complains a lot and he doesn't finish P1, he tends to come back with a with pretty tenaciously. Uh I want to put Checo in P1, but yeah, it's going to be Max again. Yep, all right. Checo P2, another one too. That's probably like if you're a betting man, like you're not getting much money from that. <laughs> Red Bull 1 2 right no. now. Yeah, no. I'm going to go Lewis, P3. Ooh. And we're going to go Ferrari, P4 and 5. Or actually, no, I'm going to go Charles at P4 and George, P5. I think Aston has a little bit of a, a funky weekend. Yeah, okay. And Gromo is going to go to, ooh, Logan Sargent's first, uh, his first technical, technically it's his first home race. <laughs> That's right. You, from, I think he might be from Florida, actually. Yeah, he, he is um, from Florida. And you actually called him, yeah. you called him for Gromo last weekend, by the way. Florida man gets Gromo. <laughs> yeah, Florida man gets Gromo, the latest headline. <laughs> I think it's going to be, I don't know, man. I'm going to go Yuki. Oh, man. We just said how, we just commented on how good he was doing. All right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's got one in it. Uh, all right. Uh, I uh, I might be foolish, but the, the faith is back. <laughs> and I'm going to put Charles on pole. Checo P1. Max P2. Leclerc's going to go back, sorry, in the race because I was like, eh, fuck, man, I hate it. Hamilton's going to have a good weekend, P4. And Alonso, I agree, they're going to be a step backwards this weekend, but they're still going to get a top five. And I think I will give the Gromo to Hulk. Damn, okay. Hulk's been doing well. He has been. It's The Gromo just feels like, I got to throw a driver's name out because you never know, right? Uh, I I don't yeah. want it to be Hulkenberg, but I'm I'm trying yeah I'm trying to play the odds. 
All right, I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad that he's getting you're, he, you're throwing him under the bus for the grow mode. I know. I, I immediately regret it, and I feel a lot of remorse and guilt, and I, I don't feel good <laughs> about myself. But he knows. Hulk knows. I yeah, man. Miami's coming up this weekend. Follow us at the Grandstand F1, and you can listen to us. Give us a five star review anywhere that podcasts are available. But uh, yeah, man, I I I think we'll see. I hope Miami's not as as gaudy as as last year's was, but I have don't have high hopes or faith in that either. Let's see how it goes. You never know. Baku usually is a thriller. Maybe Miami could be that this year. Let's fucking hope, bro. Till next time. Tune in next week. Yeah.